Precious Lord, we thank you for the gift of life. We thank you for this morning that you've given us to gather in this place which is called by your name. God, that we may hear you speak to us wonderful words of life. And God, as we come before your holy presence, we are praying that may you send us your Holy Spirit to guide us, to be with us in this congregation, that we may hear from you and we may be touched by your word and transformed into the substance that you want to be perfected in us. I'm reminded of the words of the school prayer, that having thy keeping, O Lord our God, this school, that its work may be tired and its life joyful, that from it may go out, men strong in body, mind, and character, men in thy name and power, will serve their fellows faithfully through Jesus Christ, O Lord. Amen. Bless us in this hour, for I pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. I begin at the outset with an apology from our guest speaker, who was supposed to be Dr. Akunga Mumanyi, for uh, circumstances which could not be avoided, he was unable to make it. The standing speaker will be Chief Andrew Okal, as I made it known to you, school number 7948. I love giving someone titles. Today, I'm spending a few minutes with a school motto. What is a school motto? We have a quick tie test. Those who have failed, if you don't know the school motto, how many letters are in the school motto? <laughs> Deputy school captains start setting questions like those ones. They already know strong to serve, so ask them how many letters are in the school motto and how many are capital letters. Anyway, I thank God for this school. Having found myself walking through the gates to come into this school in the year 2002, at that time I believe Ongayo Senior was in Form 2. I came here in Form 1. But one thing I liked is that when you walk through the gates into this school, you are walking into a school that had certain principles. I've gone into this place where people at times think that we make a big deal about the Alliance High School. But it's not making a big deal about it. Beloved, let me tell you one thing. Being in the Alliance High School is just being in the Alliance High School. We are not making a big deal because, let me show you something, go ask your friends who also matriculated at other schools. How many schools have prayers for old boys? Listen to this. Prayers for old boys. We ask thy blessing, Lord Jesus, on those who have gone out from this place and are now working in the world outside. Grant that they may stand always for what is true and clean and brave and kind for honest work and joyous living. Uphold them in temptation, guide them in danger, dwell in them that their lives may tell of thee for thy name's sake. Amen. Amen. All old boys, leave that prayer, okay? Listen to the school. Prayers for the school. I'm just trying to tell you that when you come to Alliance High School, you are taught even how to pray. These are prayers for the school. We come before thee, Father, to pray for thy blessing upon this school. Some of us have come here to learn and some to teach. We are all equally thy children and none of us is very wise 
or very strong or very good. Bind us together, we pray thee, into a company of friends. Help us all to work for thee, our one master, that in thy strength we may do well the different tasks thou hast given us, that we may help to make this school grow aright as the years go by and learn here to be strong and wise and loving servants of thine through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. Listen to this. Take into thy hand, strong son of God, this school and each member of it here before thee. Thou canst see into our hearts. Thou canst see our sins. Forgive them. Thou seest our fears. Conquer them. Thou seest our hopes. Purify them. Thou seest all that we may do and may become. If only we have faith in thee, give us that faith and train us in thy service. In thy name we ask it. Amen. Amen. This is a school like no other. And I will tell you something. The word strong and the word strength keeps on resonating when we are talking about this school. So I'm spending a few minutes with strong to serve. When you see me landing the book of Judges, know that I have begun the sermon. Before I land there, I am doing the introduction. I'm reminded of the words of one St. Augustine of Hippo. He said these words, God arouse us that praising you may bring us joy because you have made us and drawn us to, our se to yourself and our heart is restless until it finds rest in you. I am convinced that when you have strength without the Lord, you can misuse your power. And that's why when you matriculate into Alliance High School, there are certain things that you are taught. You are taught how to behave because we already know that you're going to have strength. So we must teach you how you're going to channel your strength. When you come to this place, we already know you are meant to be a leader, but we must teach you how you're going to lead. When you come to this place, we already know that you believe in God. We must teach you how to walk with God because that is what it entails to be strong. The key text was from Psalm 34. Turn with me to the 34th division of the Psalms. Psalm 34, reading from verses 8. This one you always say in the order of worship. O test and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man that trusted in him. Listen to verse 10. It says, The young lions do lack and suffer hunger, but they that seek the Lord shall not want any good thing. The other text was in the book of Isaiah, chapter is 40, and the verse is 29. But I'm beginning from verses 28. The Bible says, Has thou not known, has thou not heard that the everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth, fainteth not, neither is weary, there is no searching of his understanding. He giveth power to the faint. And to them that have no might, he increaseth strength. Even the youth shall faint and be weary, the young men shall utterly fail. But they 
that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. My focus over there is on they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. It actually means that God is the one who is going to supply you even with the energy. When we are talking of strong to serve, certain things come to my mind and I ask myself, why strong to serve? Because the founders of this school knew that those who are going to come to this school were meant to serve others faithfully. I always love the words of the school prayer, having thy keeping, O Lord, our God. This school, that its work may be tired, and its life joy limited. How many of you have not enjoyed the life of this school? You enjoy it. Let me tell you, it's joyful. Those of you who did go through Alliance, let me just tell you something. There is nothing as joyful as being in the dining hall and waiting for crusts. That is joyful. <laughs> that is joyful. It's joyful. You don't understand it. You may not understand it, but there is something in crusts. And let me tell you, I have, I have, I have uh, walked on the surface of this earth for some time, but the crusts at Alliance High School are serious. <laughs> Even when you buy your own loaf of bread, right now, I can buy the loaf of bread, but uh, I still miss those crusts. <laughs> and, and, and it's only at Alliance High School that I learned that fishing is not going with a hook to the lake. <laughs> There is something about fishing that does not introduce the lake in this place. And I learned that there is a different term called dissolving. Dissolving, dissolving and draining have different meanings when you are at Lions High School. But let me tell you something. When you have the power to fish and the power to drain and the power to combine and the power to do all those things, beloved, you need Jesus. Without Jesus, without Jesus, you can be a wonderful Form 2, harassing all the Form 1s to understand that when you report, uh, it is an offense. In fact, I believe the best vegetarians were Form 1s. No, Form 1s would get to the dining hall, and it was an unwritten law that when you are a Form 1, do not dream about meat. Just focus on what brought you, which is Before I get to that, let me tell you something. As, as you are a Form 1 and you are focusing on that, I, I also learned that it taught you to be hopeful. <laughs> and so when you are a Form 1, you are looking forward and saying, God, one time I will become a Form 2. <laughs> one time I will become a Form 3. And, and then when you get to Form 3, you are tired of eating those things. So you are like, where are the Form 1s? You start being generous. When you are in Form 4, you are focusing so much on KCSE, you are even praying to God. God, you remember I, I donated my, my food to the Form 1, so God, remember me when you bring the grades. But today, I want us to focus on another strong person. Another strong person. Land with me to the book of Judges. As I am telling you, this school puts emphasis on service and strength. And the emphasis put on service and strength is not by mistake. 
90 years ago, this school was founded. And for over 90 years, it has produced strong people. And, and you are told they were paraded over here. But one of the things I always love about Alliance High School is that when you come through Alliance High School, even your mindset changes. I heard the principal talk about globalization the other day. Uh, not the other day, just in the morning. And, 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 and I, I told myself, yeah, it's good, it's good to be told this early enough. Because the moment you matriculate into Alliance High School, you will find yourself in places where you need to, you need not even to be directed. You just need to know how to behave in those places. But then when you go through this place, uh, the, the other day I was meant to put in this statement that I'm now saying. The other day, I, I, I found myself, I was making some trip somewhere. And you know, you find yourself in a strange country, but when you go through Alliance, you get to a strange country and you already know how to behave. In fact, they copy you. They just say, I, I, think, I think he's doing what is right. So you know, we're going through these checks and, and everyone, even whites, they look at you and uh, they just want to copy what you're doing. You have to be strong to serve. I, I know some people are saying, oh, you're making a big deal about Alliance. No, it's not a big deal, beloved. It's not a big deal. You have to be serious. You have to be serious about Alliance. The only school that has a definite article before its name. Now let's get to Judges chapter 13. <laughs> let's get to Judges chapter 13. No, it's true. I, have you ever heard a school called Bestare? <laughs> you, you can't say Bestare. Even my sister is from Pangani, but she's humble enough to understand you can't say Bepangani. <laughs> you can't! But for Alliance, for Alliance, you put a definite article, The Alliance High School. Now, let's go to Judges chapter 13, reading from verses 1. And we spent some time with a boy I believe should have passed through Alliance High School, for he was strong. Judges 13 verse 1 says, the children of Israel did evil again in the sight of the Lord, and the Lord delivered them into the hands of the Philistines forty years. And there was a certain man of Zorah, of the family of the Danites, whose name was Manoah, and his wife was barren and bare not. The Bible goes ahead to say that the angel of the Lord appeared to the wife of Manoah, and when the angel of the Lord appeared to the wife, told the wife, Behold now, Thou art barren, and bearest not, but thou shalt conceive and bear a son. Beloved, let me begin by telling you, when God said this, he said it before it came to pass. But when God speaks, it's your duty to listen and believe. You don't question God. When God tells you that I know your KCB rank is 450 out of 451, but you're going to get an A. You say, God, I believe. Then you learn to cooperate with God. Some of you have not learned to cooperate with God. So you think that you can just sit back and by osmosis the A will come from where it is to where you are. It doesn't happen like that. Surprisingly, the converse may be true. By diffusion, the A may be leaving your head and going to the person next to you. <laughs> but let me tell you, I see here God is speaking and saying that listen to me, Mrs. Manon. You are barren. But you're going to bear a child. Uh, Mrs. Manoa, listen. 
And God goes ahead and gives instruction. The child you are going to bear is going to be a special child. Therefore, I am giving you instructions. I pray thee, drink no wine, nor strong drink, and eat not any unclean thing. As you go ahead, it says, For lo, thou shalt conceive and bear a son. No razor shall come upon his head. Beloved, those who have not shaved their heads, uh, unless your mother got a divine calling that no razor shall come upon your head, please, you may remind me that I was in charge of uniform, transport, and clothing. So just keep your hair short, okay? Okay? That's a big statement. Unless you are a Nazarite. And if you are a Nazarite, we are going to give you instructions. Now listen to the next one. It says, No razor shall come upon his head. The child shall be a Nazarite unto God from the womb, and he shall begin to deliver Israel out of the hands of the Philistines. This child was a child of purpose. He was going to come to deliver the children of Israel out of the hands of the Philistines. And let me tell you, that's why when we are saying that from it may go out strong in body, mind, and character. Many in thy name and power will serve their fellows faithfully. I like telling people the reason as to why this country has a lot of problems, Alliance High School is not doing something. Now, now you are allowing, allowing people who do not know the tenets that put us to stand where we are. You are allowing them to guide us so much until they, they don't know that we are strong to serve. So get out there and set an example. Set the standard right. By the way, let me tell you something. I, I like making this clear. Uh, it is wrong. It is wrong to use drugs. Drug and substance abuse is a bad thing for all youths, you all included. But let me tell you something. When you pass through this place, don't get out there and then I find you smoking cigarettes. It is not intelligent, it is stupid. Your strength is not in smoking cigarettes. You have strength to do that which is right. You heard me reading about the prayer for the old boys. You don't live here and then you go and start drinking alcohol. You can't go around guzzling alcohol like the others who went to the other schools. You, you should set the standards right. I, I remember when you used to go for Sunday exit, we used to be told you must maintain full school uniform plus your time as you go for Sunday exit. And you get into a matatu and we know that's an alliance high school student. I, and that was so good because we don't expect you to misbehave out there. We expect you to set the standard right. I, I remember some, you, you know, you know when, when lifters, the time when lifters rise, you know it. It's normally around second time. When lifters rise, I remember these lifters who are so ambitious, even, even on Sunday exit, they would maintain their badge. <laughs> so you know you have a small badge written prefect, and they will maintain it even as we are walking in town. We are meeting them in the streets of Nairobi with the prefect. <laughs> so I, I used to ask myself, if these guys just are prefect, what about the time we will become the school captain? <laughs> anyway, but no worries, no worries. It's, it's, it's good. We are setting the standards. And you know, all these other schools. Have you ever had another school being given Sunday exits? Have you ever had? It's given to you because we know you are responsible. And prove the institution right that you're responsible. 
all these people, they normally hear that Alliance High School, you, you can go on Sunday, and they're wondering, what is that? Tell them, relax. Go through Alliance High School, you will, you will be able to spell the word Sunday exit. Now, <laughs> Mrs. Manoa, Mrs. Manoa was told you will bear a son. And Mrs. Manoa was told this, then Mrs. Manoa went to the husband, told the husband that, you know what, a man of God appeared unto me and told me I will bear a son. And then Manoa did not believe. The angel of the Lord appeared again to Manoa. And then after the angel of the Lord appeared to Manoa, fast forward events so that this sermon is not so long. We land ourselves in verses 20, 24 sorry, of Judges 13. The Bible says, And the woman bare a son and called his name Samson. Now, beloved, allow me to allow me to explain something. Samson, the child who was going to be born, was going to be the strongest man. The strongest man. And, and, and normally when I share this story, I go into my sanctified imagination and ask myself, what could it have been for Mrs. Manoa to carry the strongest child that was going to be born? I, I know you people can't believe, and don't worry, most of you are, uh, are, uh, are not of this age to know these things. When you become a doctor, you'll understand that children grow in the womb, not in the stomach. There's a difference. <laughs> as they grow in the womb, as they grow in the womb, they, they go through a series of things in the womb. I am well informed that children, as they get to certain months in the womb, they begin to kick. When they are in the womb. But I don't know, I don't know, but I'm stretching my sanctified imagination to imagine what it might have been when Samson kicked in the womb. <laughs> As in, when, when Samson is still in the womb, and, and you know, this is the strongest, this strong boy is going to be born, but Samson is kicking in the womb. And Mrs. Manoa must have been having some stomach problems for the first few months. And uh, time passes by. The Bible says that she bears a son. And she was like, phew, at last. But let me tell you, some of you, I know you are given birth to, and uh, you are still spending some time crawling and worried. But in my sanctified imagination, I see Samuel has been Samson has been born. And a few days pass by. When people expect him to be crawling, you know when you're strong and you know you're strong, you do things very fast. People expect him to still be crawling about and Samson is already up on force. And then I see, I, I, I see my sanctified imagination and, and they must be doing, uh, you, you know, even at home there is morning work. You know that? <laughs> even at home there is morning work. So the mother of Samson must have been doing morning work and wondering who will push for me this, uh, this big sofa set so that I wipe under the sofa set. And, and then I see little Samson, Mommy! <laughs> and, and, and comes, and comes, and this guy is strong. He's not just like anyone. And Samson comes and pushes the chair behind and the mother moves that place. And everyone is like, wow. Never seen a child like this. And then I see it's time for Samson to join school. So Samson, Samson is taken to kindergarten. And when Samson is taken to kindergarten, he joins kindergarten. And when he's in kindergarten, you know, Samson is just a kid in class. Then 
Samson's pencil, maybe the tip of the pencil breaks. And Samson is looking for a sharpener and then taps the boy next to him. Excuse me. The boy starts crying. And <laughs> <laughs> tell, tell the teacher, excuse me, teacher. Excuse me, teacher. Samson is beating me. <laughs> oh, no, no, teacher. I will just tap him to inform him that he assists me with a sharpener. And, and time went by, time went by, and Samson joined primary school. And I see Samson joining primary school. He must have been now in class two. Uh, you, you people have heard so much is being made about my brother. How Philip Okan used to be a serious football player. Anyway, I wasn't so far from where he was. It's only that during my time, I focused on how I can become Wilberforce House captain. And he focused on how he can become soccer captain. But both of us can play soccer. One of these five days, we may be tempted to come and prove to the school that we still play soccer. So Maxwell and team, let's organize for a team. You can see it is in the blood of Wilberforce. Wilberforce, Wilberforce, and Wilberforce. Please, Wilberforce, ensure seven aside soccer, you don't disappoint me, okay? Or you can, you can ask us to come coach you. Let's leave that aside. But I see uh, they're in primary school. They're trying to look for somebody to join the school soccer team. And so as they're looking, and you know at that time, those who are in the school soccer team are only class seven and eight. And, and then uh, here is small Samson. And then Samson is walking by. Then the coach says, uh, can't we try? Can't we try that boy? I think it's a class six. No, that's a class two. <laughs> and, and, and then they, they say, no, no, it's a class two. But I, I saw he was playing class twos versus class five. And the class five, were, the scores was directly proportional to your class. So, so class five received five goals. Class two only took in two goals. So I, I think we, we can introduce him into the school team. And he joined the school team. I, I see by the time he's in class four, the school choir is looking for the bass. The man with the bass. And they're still picking Samson. You know, Samson had characteristics that were unique to him. And let me tell you, when you have unique characteristics and you know it, it's different from when you have and you don't know. That's why I'm speaking to you like this, because I know you know that I know that you know that you have unique characteristics. And you must do something about it. And here was Samson, and if you think I am just joking about it, I will tell you that chapter 14 begins by saying that Samson went down to Timnath. Now, this story of Timnath, I will not spend so much time over here, because it is like almost saying uh, the boys at Alliance High School went down to a cross. <laughs> and they went to seek things in a cross. We, we don't want to focus on that. So let me take a quick one, but I am just going to explain to you. He went down to Timnath. You know, when, when you have muscles and you have a deep base, and you know the Lord is with you. <laughs> let, let me tell you, that that's a serious combination. You have been told that I am married. I have to make it clear, the fact that I am married does not mean that these other old boys are not married. Some of them are married designates. In other words, their wedding is coming up this year. Others, their wedding is coming up next year. You know, as a Busherian, you don't just get married haphazardly. 
we, we organize ourselves, so we are like, okay, what is your school number? <laughs> and, and then you say, yes, yes, school number 7948, go ahead. Then now we are waiting for 8418, come, how about uh, 80? <laughs> 8247, 8247 will come before 84. I, I mean, we are organized, we are organized. Teddy, Teddy, remind them, we are organized at the Alliance High School. Even when you go out there, we organize ourselves. That's why, that's why even... And I've told you, when you have these characteristics, you walk into Timnath, and all the ladies in Timnath know that here is a gem. And, and that's why, I, I know for, for a long time we used to have a problem. We used to have a problem and people used to think that Bushariahs are breezers. Beloved, we are not breezers. We only know how to focus on first things first. We are organized. That's why when we are in school, we focus on academics with a little socials just so that we can, we, we can benefit them with the skills we've learned. <laughs> so, so for, that reason, for that reason, we don't spend a lot of time socializing. You know, there are some of you who waste a lot of time socializing as though you think when you get out of uh, Alliance High School, you will not have a girlfriend. Beloved, relax. God is in control. It's not like you're so desperate. Listen, get your clean A. And uh, once you have your clean air with the Lord, just walk. Just walk. Somebody will ask you, excuse me, are you the blessing God had told me? <laughs> and, and let me tell you, you will go, you will go, and you will be a trail of blessing, blessing others out there. But here I see Samson. Samson, Samson went down to Timnath prematurely. Going to see a wife of the women of Philistines. And you know what happens? Let me tell you, when you go to seek a wife from the women of the Philistines, they will shortchange you. And he was shortchanged. Actually, his wife was given to the best man. The person who was the best man at his wedding was given the wife. So Samson came back. And beloved, let me tell you, when you are the strongest man, people should be careful to joke with you. And let me read for you the story of Samson. It says this. Samson came. This is chapter 15, verse 1. And it came to pass within a while, after in the time of the witch harvest, Samson visited his wife with a kid. And he said, I will go into my wife into the chamber, but her father would not suffer him to go in. The father said, I verily thought that you had utterly hated her, therefore I gave her to thy companion. Is not her younger sister fairer than she? Take her, I pray thee, instead of her. Now, these are hard sayings. Just, just follow up with me. I'll tell you when the sermon is relevant to you. <laughs> it says, Samson said concerning them, Now I be more blameless than the Philistines, though I do them a displeasure. The Bible says, and listen to this in verses 4. It says, and Samson went and caught 300 foxes. Oh, no. You people, you people, you don't understand this text. Allow me to explain to you. When I preach, I ask the Holy Spirit, give me some sanctified imagination to put this clear. Do you know what a fox is? There is a difference between a cat, a dog, and a fox. Those three are different and distinct. But let me tell you, I, I see Samson going and getting three hundred of them. Three hundred. 
Beloved, 300. Some of you even have a cut you can't catch. But here is 300, and what did he do? The Bible says he caught 300 foxes, took firebrands, and turned tail to tail. Now that is serious. <laughs> Beloved, don't try this at home. <laughs> don't, go, don't go and pick a cat and say, I am looking for two cats, I want to tie their tails. <laughs> now, now you, you will have an experience, the day I will never forget <laughs> will be your composition. But here, here he took 300 foxes and tied the tails of the 300 foxes. You know, when you're the strongest man, even the foxes just know you are strong. I, I, I don't know how he caught them, but he must have just gone, uh, foxes, one, two, three, four, come here. <laughs> and, and then he tied this one, he tied this one, to this one, to this one, and he tied all the 300. And when he had tied them, he set their tails on fire and told them, now go into the fields of the Philistines. The Bible says, when he had set their brands on fire, he let them go into the standing corn of the Philistines and burnt up both the shocks and also the standing corns, the vineyards and olives, everything. He burnt them. Never joke with a strong man, unless you are stronger. Now, after this had happened, the Bible records in verse 6, then the Philistines said, who has done this? And they answered, Samson, the son-in-law of the Timnite, because he had taken his wife and given to her companion. And the Philistines came and burnt her and her father with fire. And Samson said, Though ye have done this, yet will I be avenged of you, and after that I will cease. Listen to what the Bible says. And he smote them with a heap and thigh with a great slaughter, and went down and dwelt at the rock Etam. After beating so many of them, he went to relax <laughs> at the rock Etam. You know, when you've done your work well, you also take time to relax. You don't just overwork yourself. So he had beaten them properly. And let me tell you, I associate with this thing because I know how Alliance High School does things. Even when it comes to exams, we beat them. Great slaughter, you know what I mean? So from fours, from fours don't disappoint me with the results next year. I, I need to explain this someone better so that when I say great slaughter, you slaughter the A's properly. You, you don't just allow... Anyway, that's a sermon for another day. Let's stay on course. It says, with a great slaughter. Then you know what happened? The Philistines went up and pitched in Judah. They spread themselves in lay. And the men of Judah said, why have you come against us? And they answered, to bind up Samson are we come, and to do to him what he has done to us. Then 3,000 men of Judah. How many people? 3,000 men of Judah. You want to know that Samson was strong? 3,000 men of Judah have come up. Now they are saying, yes, they went to the rock Etam and said to Samson, Samson, don't you know? Knowest thou not that the Philistines are rulers over us? What is this that thou hast done? And he said unto them, as they did unto me, so I have done unto them. And they said unto him, we are come down to bind thee that we may deliver thee into the hand of the Philistines. Oh my. If you're Samson, if you're Samson, imagine this far coming to tell Samson, Samson, we have come to tie you so that we take you to the Philistines. 3,000 men are coming for only one person. That is strength. 
And listen to what the Bible says. Samson said unto them, Swear unto me that you will not fall upon me yourselves. Let me tell you, if I was one of the 3,000, I would have told him, Samson, I am very, very sure. I am swearing, I am swearing, I am very sure. I am not even coming near to you. You just start walking. <laughs> just start walking, going to the Philistines. Because when you fall upon Samson, and you are told the other day, what he did to the foxes, you know, news travels. Even the newspapers of those days, headlines, Philistine, one, one Samson has tied the tails of foxes and burnt the whole cornfield of the Philistines. Then you see news, breaking news, breaking news. Great slaughter in Philistine. Samson is record responsible. And it goes ahead and it says this. And they speak unto him and says, No, but we will bind you and deliver you. But surely we will not kill thee. They bound him with two new cords and brought him from upon the rock. The Bible says, When he came to Lehi, the Philistines shouted against him. Oh my. You don't shout against a strong man. The Philistines shouted against him, and the Bible says, The Spirit of the Lord came mightily upon him, and the cords that were upon his arms were as flax that were burnt in the fire. And his bands were loosed. And he found a new jawbone of a donkey, and put forth his hand, and took it, and slew a thousand men therewith. <laughs> beloved, beloved, I say, what is a jawbone of a donkey? What is a jawbone of a donkey? But I answer myself, Chief, relax. It depends in whose hand is the jawbone. <laughs> if the jawbone is in your hand, even a mosquito cannot die. But a jawbone in the hand of Samson. A thousand people dispatched, past tense. And then he says, where next? The Bible says, and then Samson with the jawbone of a donkey said, heaps upon heaps, and with the jawbone of a horse, I have slayed a thousand. And it came to pass, when he had made an end of speaking, that he cast away the jawbone out of his hand and called the play Ramath Lehi. Now, beloved, pay attention on this part. After Samson had already destroyed his people, Samson takes glory to himself. And I will tell you something. I, I had it being said, uh, my, my brother Philip is the one who can remind me. I don't, I don't know which one was that. But there is somebody who once said that, you know, when you are so good, it's tough to be humble. When you are so good at something, it's tough to be humble. And I am asking you, uh, when you go through a last high school, learn humility. It's not wrong, it's not wrong. We know, we know that we pass through the best school on the planet Earth, but just learn to be humble. They say, no, I'm, I'm, not saying, I'm not saying something that is a lie. Okay, get another school which is better than a land. Get. Just because, just because another school uh, was position one once in a while, doesn't mean they were better than a land. It only means we were humble enough to allow others to go ahead one year. <laughs> then after the one year, we tell them, bring back what we lent you. That, that's how we do it, and, and it's good to be humble. I see Samson over here. Having destroyed so many people, he forgot about humility. Then you see what happened? He started saying, you know, uh, with the jawbone of a donkey, I have done this, I have done this. Beloved, do not forget the Lord even when you get successful. Don't forget the Lord. 
And that's why I'm telling you, when you come to this place, this is not the end of it. This is not the end of it. Actually, this is just the beginning. The Lord brought you to this place for a purpose. And you need to achieve that purpose. There are several people out there who may have even been brought here, but the Lord brought you here for a purpose. And leave that purpose. That's why if you check these other, these other places, they will have mottos like strive for excellence. They are striving, yes. But for us, we are not even talking about striving. We are saying strong to serve. In other words, we understand God has given us strength so that we may serve people. And Samson, given strength by God to serve the children of Israel. And then he feels like with a jawbone of a donkey, I have done this. You know what God did? God just made him thirsty. You know, at times God can humble you by small things. Just thirsty. God made him thirsty. In fact, verse 18 says, he was very thirsty and called upon the Lord. These are the moments when you come to a land high school thinking you are at the top of the world just because the whole village is singing your name. Then God humbles you. Cut one. Cut one, you become number last. <laughs> it, 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 it's God just reminding you that it is me who gave you the position. So remember me. He just humbles you. And Samson was humbled. He became thirsty. The Bible says he called upon the Lord. That is why all the times you see, even in the morning on weekdays, we will still come to the chapel just so that we call upon the name of the Lord. Because we understand we start with the Lord. If you don't start with the Lord, let me tell you, you will be a terrible mess. And that's why I called upon the name of the Lord and said, Thou hast given me this great deliverance. Shall I now die for thirst and fall into the hands of the uncircumcised? You know, here now he's acknowledging God. God, you've made me who I am. Now, are you going to let me fall into the hands of the Philistines? And let me tell you, when you give glory to God, God will uplift you. And that's why it says over here, but God cleared the whole place that was in the jaw. You know, let God be God. God knows how to do his miracles. In fact, God doesn't go and dig a well for one person. You, you, don't, you don't dig a well for one person. You just, you, you just put a hollow in the jawbone. And then after you place a hollow in the jawbone, you tell water, water supply yourself in the jawbone. And then water obeys. You people sang the song. The winds and the waves shall obey my will. Peace be still, peace be still. Waters know to obey the Lord. And so water just collected itself in the jawbone. And then God told him, take that jawbone, drink for yourself. Let me tell you, I don't know how much water you need to quench your thirst. But if you're the strongest man, you need enough water. But God provided enough water in a jawbone. Now if God can provide water in a jawbone, what is that end? You people, you, you ask God simple things, then you think that God cannot provide. You ask God, school fees, your problem is school fees? If God provides, excuse me, what is school fees if he's putting water in a jawbone? If God can put water in a job, what is school fees? Very simple things. Trust in the Lord. And let me tell you, the Bible says after this experience that he charged Israel in the days of the Philistines for 20 years. And beloved, I wish I could have ended at that point. But allow me a chronological latitude of 10 minutes. 
to put verse 16 to rest. Verse 16, after he has enjoyed all this presence of the Lord, and you would have expected him to continue walking with the Lord after he has enjoyed the presence of the Lord, something strange happens. And beloved, I'm going to make a serious statement by telling you, sin is a progression of excesses. Don't joke with God. Even when you're here, take God seriously. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man who does what? Trust in him. Sin is a progression of excesses. We start from small things, small things, small things, and it worsens if you don't accept the Lord. I know some of you take even these chapel services to be a routine. Beloved, this is not a routine. This is not a routine. This is something serious. We need the Lord. Without the Lord, look at what strength can do to you without the Lord. The Bible says in chapter 16, verse 1, Then went Samson to Gaza, and saw an harlot there, and went into the harlot. I've told you, strength without morals, you'll go to harlots. Brains without morals. And that's why when you're at Alliance High School, you are even taught morals. I have read for you, by the way, spend some time with orders of worship and read those prayers. They were written, in fact, I spent some time, you know, I just want to tell you that I wasn't pathetic in Titus, so I know where these things are found. The first one was published in 1935. Revised 1940, 48, 54, 67. All that time, they had already said that those who will leave Alliance High School will be men of good character. That's why when you leave Alliance High School, you can't go to Gaza and look for a harlot. You can't. Beloved, you're more sensible than that. You walk with the Lord. He went to Gaza. The Bible says the Gazites were told that Samson has come here. Then the Bible says they come past him. They surrounded the place where he was. And they laid wait for him all the night in the gate of the city. And they were quiet all the night, saying, In the morning, when it is daytime, we shall kill him. Beloved, don't make plans with Samson like that. In the morning, we shall kill him. Now, beloved, listen to this. Samson lay until midnight. And at midnight, he arose. Now, now, now. This part, this part, I know I like it. I know I like it. Let me explain to you something. Samson was asleep in Gaza all throughout. He's just asleep. He's just asleep. But let me tell you, when you're a child of God, God will not allow you to do stupid things when he's just watching. You can go, you start tasting alcohol, and God is warning you. You can go, you start doing stupid things, and God is warning you, stop this. And that's why, at midnight, the Spirit of the Lord came upon him. And woke him and shook him and told him, you are in the wrong place. What you are doing is wrong. My child cannot spend time with harlots. And let me tell you, he woke up at midnight. When he woke up at midnight, he was walking. And he was just walking. Just wanted to walk out. And then, you know, he landed at the gate and found the gate was closed. Now, when you are the strongest man that ever... Spend some time here. You land at the gate and you find the gate 
closed. Samson did not waste time. In fact, he did not even wake up the guards. Samson just went and said, oh, so this is the pillar of the gate. He got hold of the pillar of the gate and the other pillar and put the gate on his back. <laughs> and when he blast the gate. In fact, that's what the Bible says. Why are you thinking I'm just going by my word? The Bible says, he took the doors of the gate of the city and the two posts and went away with them. The bar and all and put them on his shoulders. <laughs> Beloved, this guy is strong. And in my sanctified imagination, I see when Samson grabbed hold of the pillars of the gate, I, I see the, the, the security guards wake up and they're wondering, there's an earthquake. No, it's not an earthquake. <laughs> this is Samson. And, and then I see the guard on this side is telling that, excuse me, uh, what am I seeing? Is everything right? He's being told, shh. <laughs> this guy is no jokes. <laughs> and Samson lifts the whole thing and puts it on his back. And when he puts it on his back, Samson is walking with this thing. Let me tell you, some of you, some of you, even small things, even just small things, even your suitcase, your trunk, you can't even carry on your back. And Samson doesn't carry it to the upper field. Samson carries it to the top of the mountain. So that you, you know, don't hide it, don't hide it next to the gate where they'll find it in the morning. Take it to them in the top of the mountain. So that when they wake up in the morning, they're like, so. Did the city council bulldozer come here? No, 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 it was Samson. And he took it to the top of the mountain, the Bible says, and it came to pass afterwards. After this experience, in fact, if I was one of the Philistines, and this is easy to say, if I was one of the Philistines, I would have just told everyone else, excuse me, we've been joking with the wrong guy. That Samson is going to destroy us. But they continued, they took their joke a bit too far. That is why when you read in the next verse, we are told that Samson, uh, it came to pass, he loved a woman in the valley of Sorek, whose name was Delilah. The story of Delilah is a sad story. Uh, beloved, this is the time I advise you as uh, students, uh, when you will be of the age of uh, dating and courtship, okay? Choose even the name of the lady you are quoting wisely, okay? Uh, the meaning of the name Delilah was devourer, as in destroyer. As in this lady's name, this lady's name alone was I eat men. So here, here is a lady. By the way, you think I am lying? You think I am lying? Go do your Google search. Just Google what is the meaning of the name Delilah. It means devourer. So, beloved... Choose a girlfriend whom you won't, you won't have a problem introducing them, okay? So that if you ask what is the name of your girlfriend, uh, you know, you start asking, you know Pythagoras theorem? <laughs> and uh, can you calculate? No, we don't want to calculate, we just want the name. So just tell us the name. But here's Delilah. Delilah was known to be the lady who will bring people down. And the Lord of the Philistines told Delilah, Get to know for us, where does the strength of this guy lie? Today the big question in the whole country is, where does the strength of Alliance High School lie? Now I'm making the sermon more simple so that you understand. You don't remember Delilah, you remember the sermon. Where does the strength of Alliance High School lie? 
The question was, where does the strength of Samson lie? And they told him, entice him. We want to prevail against him. Then they told him, we'll give you, each one of us, 1,100 pieces of silver. That's what was promised. Verse 6 says, Delilah went and told Samson, Tell me, I pray you, where your great strength lies, and wherewith thou mightest be bound to afflict thee. Beloved, a girlfriend who asks you, tell me where your strength lies, and how we can bind you so that we terrify you. How do you like that? What kind of a girlfriend is that? But I, I want to know, how, how can we bind you so that to kutese kidogo too? And, and hear what, what Samson said, and, and you know Samson is interesting. Samson told him, if they bind me with seven green weeds, which have never been tried, I shall be weak as another man. The lords of the Philistines brought seven green weeds. They bound Samson. Now there were some men who were lying in wait. They were just hiding somewhere, waiting. But now we, are, we have bound him. Let's wait so that we know. And then Delilah comes. Delilah comes. The Philistines be upon thee, Samson. Samson break the weeds as a thread of tow which is broken when it touches the fire. His strength was unknown. Get that? The Bible goes that say, Samson said, Behold, you have mocked me. Delilah told Samson, You have mocked me. Oh, I hope there are no ladies in the congregation. If there are ladies, don't listen to this part. Man, man, listen to me. Let ladies not mock you by lying to you, okay? Because you are saying you are strong to serve, you must be strong and be able to guide, even in a relationship. We don't want a student from Alliance High School being tossed left, front and right by some lady somewhere. No, you must guide in the right direction, okay? That's why you went to Alliance, okay? Yes. So that even when they ask you, tell them the school number 13891 does not do such things. And then they know, oh, oh you are at Alliance, okay. Let's just do the things that are in the word of God. I finish with this one. It says, Delilah asks, you've mocked me. You have told me lies. Tell me, I pray you, where is your strength? He said unto him, bind me first with new ropes that have never occupied. I will be weak. Delilah took new ropes. Hey, Delilah is also consistent. One thing I know about Delilah, Delilah like sin is consistent. Delilah is told, get new ropes. The next verse doesn't say, after five days, Delilah went to look. No, the next thing, Delilah took new ropes. <laughs> and that is what even the devil does. The devil is as consistent as Delilah. And that's why he wants to bring you down, wants to destroy you. And here, took these ones. Samson, the Philistines be upon you. Oh, the lions were hiding. And then it says, he break them off his hands like a thread. Delilah said, he that you have mocked me told me lies. Then he asked him, tell me. He told him, these seven locks of my head, if you weave them in a web and put them with a tent peg, I'll be weak. Went, took, did that. Told Samson, the Philistines be upon you. He just woke up, plucked everything, and went out. Now the Bible says, listen to this in verse 16. It came to pass when she pressed him daily with her words and eyed him so that his soul was vexed to death that she told her all that is in his heart and said, There has not come a razor upon mine head, for I have been a Nazarite unto God from my mother's womb. 
If I be shaven, my strength will go from me. I shall be weak like any other man. The Bible says, when Delilah saw that he had told him all that was in his heart, this time around, Delilah was not even in a hurry. Delilah said, pay me first. The job is done. And here, you see, it says, it says, come this time once more. This time she made Samson to sleep on her knees. And she called for a man to come. And shaved every locks, every of those seven locks of, her hair, of his hair. Every one of them. And then after that, she didn't even say that the Philistines be upon you. Verse 19 says, she began to afflict him. And his strength went from him. I wasn't Delilah. It's easy to say. If I was Delilah and I was told that the strength is in the hair, can you imagine how clean shaven Samson was? As in if I was Delilah, even one strand, I would have been like this one strand, can give him some strength in the slap. So you remove even the tiniest of everything on the head, and everything was removed. Then they said, the Philistines be upon you. The Bible says, and he woke up, this is verse 20, and said, I will go out as at other times before and shake myself. And he wished not that the Lord had departed from him. Beloved, the strength of Samson was not in his hair. It was in the Lord. When the Lord gives you strength, don't mistake your hair. Don't mistake it to be your hair. So many of us, the strength God has given us, we have mistaken it. And that's why when he was clean shaven, and let me tell you, if you play around with the devil, like Samson was playing with the De Delilah, you are going to be clean shaven. The devil will shave you so clean, and then you will rise up thinking that you will go and shake yourself as other times. Then you realize that you are only, beloved, muscles without power. There is nothing more pathetic than that. And you know what? The Philistines don't know that you have muscles without power. That's why the next verse says, the Philistines took him and gouged out his eyes. They removed his eyes. You know why? Because with his eyes, he went to look for Delilah. The Philistines were playing into the hands of God. You've ever heard that Bible verse that says, if your eyes cause you to sin, pluck it off. It's better to go to heaven one-eyed than with both eyes to go to hell. I know some of you are like, oh no, preacher, I want to see the fire. You are joking. You are joking. You are joking with fire? Better go to heaven without eyes. Ah, there's a song. There's a song we used to like singing at Alliance High School. And leave ye lame for joy. Do you know that song? Oh, for a thousand times to sing. Ye blind, behold, your Savior come. The blind will behold. So you'd rather even be blind right now so that you don't see those devilish things. And let me tell you, Samson was blinded. After being blinded, the Bible says that they brought him to grind at the prison house. And now, Samson, the strongest man we knew, now he's grinding. Oh my beloved, beloved, how can I make this relevant to explain to you that when a child was gone through a lion's high school, we find you out there grinding. Beloved, it's tough. It's tough. You sat through the school and you were even coming to the chapel and you heard of Jesus Christ. And we find you out there grinding. 
Beloved, it will be painful. With your eyes going out and you're busy grinding, some sword strong to serve, now grinding. Without eyes. Grinding. Ah, oh, beloved, 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 your aspirations should be a bit higher. You can't get to that point. And let me tell you, if you joke, if you joke right now, when you're still here, at the end of four years, you'll be out there grinding. And with your eyes blinded, just joke. Right now it may be a laughing matter. But after this, you may be crying. And I see Samson grinding, and as he was grinding, he was grinding, and, and let me tell you, God at times humbles us so that we may remember him. He just brings you down so that your mind may become clear. Now that he was blind, he could not see harlots. Now that he was blind, he can't see ladies in Timnath. Now that he's blind, he can't see the Delilahs in the valley of Sorek. Now that he's blind and he's grinding, he remembers of one thing, the Lord. The Lord. The Lord. And let me tell you, God is faithful. It's never too late for anyone who comes to the Lord. And let me tell you, as he was grinding and grinding, God spoke to him. And God came to him. And let me tell you, when you read the next verse, it's a verse that gives me hope. It says, how be it? His hair on his head began to grow. I told you there was no strength in his hair. The strength was in the Lord. The hair was just a symbol. The hair was just a symbol. As I've told you, there is nothing that we say is so genius in this uniform. This uniform is a symbol that you're strong to serve. So don't come here thinking you will sit back and the uniform will just bring strong to serve. You have to cooperate with God. And let me tell you, I see him as he's grinding. He grabs hold of his head and he feels the hair beginning to grow. He was clean shaven that I think he must have felt that his hair will never grow. So when he, when he starts feeling them growing, he's like, Lord, please, 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 Lord, I'm very sorry for what I've done. Just remember me. And let me tell you, God is faithful. As he touched his hair, his hair began to grow. Then one day, the Philistines said, oh, we are having our festive to the fish god, Dagon. So let's bring Samson so that he can, he can, play, he can entertain us. <laughs> the entertainment prefect. <laughs> they said, the entertainment prefect was like, so which movie, which movie can you watch today? They're like, ah, all those ones we've watched. Even horror movie, but, but but we have some we have some action movie in prison. Bring him, bring him, and they bring Samson. They say today we want to watch live. We don't want those actors. We want live. So they brought Samson in this celebration of Dagon the fish god. And when they brought Samson, Samson came to that place. They started tormenting Samson, and they started tormenting Samson. But they didn't know that his hair had begun to grow. And I, in fact, if I was there with their little faith, do you know what they would have done? I just see one strand coming up. Where is the kinyosi? <laughs> Again, return them to normalcy. He would have broke, but, but they forgot. They forgot. And let me tell you, here was Samson. His hair began to grow. And as his hair began to grow, they took him to make a spot for them. And let me tell you, this was the chapel declaration for the year 2005. 
When I was in Form 4, 2005, this was our chapel declaration. Samson, call upon the name of the Lord. Verse 28. And listen to what Samson said. Oh Lord God, remember me, I pray thee. And strengthen me, I pray thee. Only this once, O oh God, that I may be at once avenged of the Philistines of mine two eyes. He prayed to the Lord. Beloved, what am I saying to us today? Ask the Lord to remember you. What am I saying today? It's time for us, if you've been clean shaven by the devil, go back to Jesus. Just tell God, God, remember me, I pray you. Strengthen me this once. And do you know what happened? When he had said that prayer, now I'm seeking to close. Samson said, uh, excuse me. I, I want to make this entertainment more interesting. Can, can you show me where the main pillar of this building is found? And they're like, wow, you want a pillar? This is going to be more interesting. And, and so they're like, come, come, we take you there. You know? And, and the guy is absent. And I see Samson blind, and moving and groping around with his hand. And he grabs hold of the pillar. And when he grabs hold of his pillar, the two main pillars that are supporting this building, and the amphitheater is filled everywhere. And when he grabs hold of these two main pillars, tells God, God, we had already communicated. God, I had already told you, the war is between Dagon the fish god and Jehovah God. These people have said that Dagon the fish god gave them victory. So God, this is not the battle between Samson and the Philistines. This is the battle between Dagon the fish god and Jehovah God. And you know, when he made that clear, he said, Lord, into your hands I command my spirit, have this. And let me tell you, when he grabbed hold of those two, let me tell you, it was serious business. He knew he was doing it once and for all. And he grabbed hold of them. When I was young, I used to watch the movie of Samson and Delilah. But let me tell you, the graphics could not get to what I know happened in that place. Because when Samson got hold of those pillars, I don't know, it takes creativity to imagine how big his hands must have <laughs> behaved on that day. Because his hands, his hands grabbed hold of the pillar. And he crushed them like simple dust. And brought the whole building down. And let me tell you, it says, those who were destroyed in that day were more than those whom he had ever destroyed when he was alive. But let me tell you something. The story of Samson reminds me of the need to channel your energy in the right direction. It reminds me of the need to remember the God who gave you the energy. Until Samson remembered God, Samson was useless. But when he remembered the God who gave him the energy, those pillars looked like sponge. As in he just grabbed hold of them and the whole house cooperated in coming down. And those, you know, there are moments when I even ask myself, how, how did we capture the newspaper headline of that day? Terrorist attack. <laughs> and, and, and it was terror. It was terror because Samson just brought all this thing down. But let me tell you something. Had Samson, ah, there's something, there's something that I had written down. There's something that I had written down that I want to read for you as youths. Listen to this. The history of Samson 
conveys a lesson for those whose characters are not yet formed, who have not yet entered upon the stage of active life. The youth who enter into schools and colleges will find there every class of mind. If their desire is sport and folly, if they seek to shun good and unite with evil, they have opportunity. Sin and righteousness are before them. They are to choose for themselves. But let them remember this. Whatsoever a man sows, he shall reap. In fact, what I captured in one of my studies says, in the society of this enchantress, Delilah, the judge of Israel squandered precious hours that should have been sacredly devoted to the welfare of his people. But the blinding passions which make even the strongest weak had gained control of reason and conscience. Beloved, I am saying this. Wherever you are, don't be blinded by passion and forget that you're meant to be strong to serve. All these places where we will go, which will make us forget to be strong to serve, are the Delilahs of this life. But glory to God, at Alliance High School, we spend time at the feet of Jesus, that we may know how to stay strong to serve. Let us pray. Gracious Lord, our desire is to be strong to serve. Our desire is to live godly lives. God, we don't want to be blinded like Samson. That at the end of the day, historical records will chronicle that here is a man who died not having accomplished his full mission. But God, we want to be part of those who will be counted and they'll say that here is one who was strong to serve. And here is one who united his physical powers with the power of the Lord Jesus. And he was strong to serve his fellow mankind and to serve God faithfully. God, may you bless us. Help us to keep this end ever to view that we may serve you faithfully now and forevermore. For this I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you all. And God keep you all safe.